the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Welcome to Icons of Real Estate. I'm your podcast host, Patty Teal, and I'm here with an icon, Matt Laracy of AmeriCorps LTD, Matt Laracy Group in Chicago. Matt is a third generation realtor who began his career at his father's company in 2006. He's ranked among the top five agents in Chicago for several years. He's the managing broker partner at Liracy AmeriCorps Real Estate, a boutique group that specializes in selling real estate in downtown Chicago. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's great to have you on. I have an idea that you are a very, very busy guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we tend to be busy just like everybody else, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I read online that you're a third generation um, in the real estate business. So yeah. I really want to hear about that. Maybe you can just start by telling us your journey story, starting with, did you know when you were a little kid, you wanted to follow in your family's mm -hmm. footsteps or when did that hit you? And then how did it all happen? Yeah, I mean, pretty much uh, my grandpa was in the business. He didn't own the company, but he was just a had his real estate license and inspired my father to get into real estate. And when he graduated, he started uh, our company back in 1978. Um, and since I was about two or three years old, I kind of knew that I always want to get into real estate. So that was kind of the path I chose. And ever since uh, I took any classes or anything like that in school, I always tried to think about like, how can I make it relate back to real estate and what can I apply uh, and learn from, from the, these lessons we get to like help me further my career in the future in real estate. So really it was just, I never wanted to do anything else. I never tried to do anything else. The day I graduated college, I was already licensed. I started selling right away. Well, that's very cool to be so sure of yourself and to know where you're headed and um, to start so young. That's really great. Um, yeah, I think, uh, a big thing for a lot of people is they don't, they don't really ever know which way they're going, you know, and, and knowing where I was going and having a clear set vision since I was little, I think definitely gave me a leg up uh, on the competition of, you know, where I wanted to take this. Ah, I bet you're right. Yeah. So did you grow up in Chicago? I did. I mean, I grew up in the, uh, like in the south suburb of Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, and our company was on the south side uh, by Midway Airport area. Um, and that's kind of where I started my career. And right after the bubble burst, I decided to take the company downtown Chicago because I like the energy and the big buildings and stuff like that. And I never looked back since then. So I, I exclusively sell in like what I call the downtown Chicago markets. Uh, my old man still has his office by Midway, but we kind of separate ourselves in uh, the way we conduct business. Well, that downtown area in Chicago is just so beautiful. I remember shopping there on, what do they call it? The Million Dollar Mile? Um, uh, magnificent mile magnificent mile yes all yeah. the shops and the yeah. snow falling and the river and yeah. it's just magical so that's the part of it yeah. that i remember it is beautiful yeah it's a really cool area i mean it's it's had its troubles in the last few years just as you know all big cities due to covid and the pandemic and 
you know, crime wave that's happened in our cities, but like, you know, overall it's, it's a very sought after town. And uh, you know, we, we definitely offer stuff that you, you really only see, I, I call it like a poor man's Manhattan. We got everything they have, but on a, on a smaller and cleaner scale. Oh, that's a cute way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So when the COVID hit, a lot of the big cities, their values dropped temporarily and then they shot back up higher than ever. Was Chicago in that same realm? Um, you know, it's all relative to what part, you know, when you read stats about Chicago, they include all the surrounding suburbs, so what's happening in the suburbs and what's happening, you know, off, you know, Michigan Avenue is totally different. Um, so that's been a challenge for us because we got a client that's got a place on Michigan Avenue, which used to be of like a bragging point. Like, Hey, I got a condo on Michigan Avenue, downtown Chicago. And lately that's been like a, like a bad thing to have. Um, oh, really? So yeah, so the rest of the uh, country, the rest of Chicago land area went way up. The downtown markets, like our part of the downtown, like the bigger buildings, high rises, stuff like that, have dropped significantly. Um, and we are still down. We have not recovered yet. Oh. Uh, and I think it's going to be a bit till we come back to full recovery. But we've we've been in a buyer's market. Mm -hmm. uh, so people talk about sifting through offers and stuff like that. Even even like our Lincoln Parks and Lakeviews, which is still considered downtown markets, but it's it's kind of like more like neighborhoody downtown. Um, those went up, but they never got like, we got 50 offers, you know, a million dollars above ask price. We never saw anything like that. Uh, and you know, in the part right by Michigan Avenue, after our second round of looting, we, we hit 24 months of inventory, which is the highest of all time. Um, wow. and, uh, you know, so like most of America has been hovering around anywhere from like one day to a week of inventory. And people talk about like, there's one home on the market. I mean, you know, even today we're at six months of inventory in the heart of the city, which is, which is quite high. Um, so while the rest of America is going to start cooling off, we're actually going to start heating up because people are starting to come back to cities again. Uh, and you know, the media has been bragging to people and telling people for a while that, you know, cities will never exist and people are going to be living in caves for the rest of their lives. And they're telling people that's not going to happen. Uh, and we're starting to see people realize that they do want to be around people. And you see sporting events and concerts showing you that, uh, we're also seeing people go back to the office and this recession is going to be the equalizer. That's going to really slow down the markets that you're going to talk to a lot of people in uh, because people will go back to work. I know people think they're never going to go back to work, but you're listening to this and you may say, I'm an idiot. Listen to this three years from now and we'll see how this guy was right because the employee has never had power over the employer. There's a reason why the guy's called the boss. But <laughs> the boss I like that. Yeah. Power, right? Mm -hmm. The boss has no yeah. power. Mm -hmm. An employee can walk in and be like, hey, I'm 50 minutes late. I can do what I want. Like, you're not going to fire me. Fire me. I don't care. I'll walk down the street and get another job. Mm -hmm. But you're old enough to remember in 2009, 2012, 13, there'd be 50 people applying for one job, right? Right now, everybody's got money. Everybody can do whatever they want. There's a supply chain issue of, of work. You know, you can't get anybody to hire people. Like, it's it just, it's not realistic. And when things don't make sense, that's when you know it's going to change. This reminds me exactly of 05, 06. When, when, when the real estate market was going up and up and up and up, you'd be like, that went for what? That went for that? And then all of a sudden, eight, nine hit. People are like, well, we knew this was going to come. It's like, no, you didn't. You, you got the <laughs> It's always nice that. to be the person that says that, though, yes. Right, uh -huh. but I'll tell you right now, everybody's got their head in the sand of what's actually going to happen in the country. And we're heading in towards a very tough economic situation, and big cities are actually going to flourish because people are going to have to go back to work, and people got too comfortable making $400,000 sitting in their underwear working like 30 hours a week. And again, that's not realistic for that. Or look at how much money people are worth. You look at how many, how many homes that have been going for $4 million cash above asking price. I mean, look at the statistics. To, to, to buy a place $4 million cash, you got to be worth what? A minimum of $10 million net worth? And there's there's somehow, you know, hundreds of millions of people worth 
10 million dollars like it doesn't make sense like it's just there's just too much money out there and, and the stock market's starting to kind of crash and the recession that's happening is going to equalize where this thing's heading very interesting very interesting matt so maybe uh you know chicago will be one of the best bargains around uh, right now it is but i mean we are coming back i mean our our activity is is skyrocketing you know and our our interest is skyrocketing so right now i got realtors calling me from other parts of the country and they're telling me like man like i don't know what to do and i said why they said well i haven't had a, a property inspection in three years and all the inspectors went out of business by me so what do you mean so she was like well I just, I just didn't think anybody would ever do a property inspection again. I said, you thought nobody would ever do. This is the problem is that people only remember the last year. They don't look at history, right? So mm -hmm. like, you know, we've been through this type of stuff. We're, we're about to hit the early eighties, you know, like history repeats itself. It's the oldest saying in the world. Okay. Well, that's true. So like, it's all you know, a cyclic. Yeah. Cyclic. Right. Yeah. So we're into cycle and now we're heading into something else. And like the fact that people thought they would never have home inspections again, or how I got in a fight with Inman about how they said that we don't need feedback anymore. Like how stupid are you guys? The fact right right now you don't need feedback and you think you don't need feedback because you know everybody you get 50 offers on a property. But what are you gonna do when there's 40,000 agents competing for you know properties and you haven't had a showing in three months? Okay. And after your first showing in three months, your seller goes, Hey, what do the people think about the property? And you say, Yeah, you know what? Feedback's frowned upon, guys. I'm not gonna get it for you. Now you got 40,000 people competing for that listing. We'll, we'll see how well not getting feedback is going to work out for you people. So again, realtors have lost their ways of doing their job in a lot of categories across the country. And this recession is going to be the equalizer to show people that, listen, you're going to have to work again. You're going to have to do work to sell properties. Now, there's a lot of people who work with buyers. They understand like, hey, it's been a struggle to get them. But now they're going to have to put that struggle behind watching buyers, you know, show them a million places before they make a decision because there's a million different options to buy, you know? And that's going to happen across the country. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Interesting. So people who are interested in buying in downtown Chicago, um, is there a typical uh, age group? Are they young professionals? What would you say are the people that are looking? So technically, uh, according to NAR stuff, since they're being recorded, I, I, uh, we can't comment on what type of people. Oh, okay. Uh, demographics buy in a, in a, uh, in a city. But I can tell you that we are seeing a big influx of out-of-state buyers right now. Um, and we're seeing a, uh, a big, this is the beginning of it, international buyers coming back. You got to remember, mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of people making a ton upon a ton upon a ton of money, okay, and have made money. And as you've probably been reading in articles, you know, uh, inflation is at an all-time high right now. And people are sitting on a ton of cash and the stock market is very volatile. So what, what happens then? People want to put their money in a hard asset. Well, you got people from India, which we're seeing big comeback. China, which is full, you know, flux with cash, trying to figure out what they're going to do with it. The Middle East and a lot of Eastern Europe who are seeing a lot of weird stuff happening in their country as we're seeing with the wars and stuff like that. And, you know, the international markets is a big, big, big market for our country. And the international market hasn't been that big in a lot of cities, particular <laughs> cities like Chicago. And we're seeing that comeback big time. So out of state, empty nesters, and international buyers are three markets that have not existed for almost three years for us, which we're starting to see slowly, but surely come back. So especially these uh, buyers, the international buyers, how do they find you? Is it word of mouth? Do the uh, other brokers recommend you? Do they do a search? How would you say they're finding you in particular? There's a few ways. I mean, I have a huge internet presence. So, you know, if you Google Chicago top realtors or something like that, I come up. I also have the most reviews online. So like, you know, that's, that's a big way we get them. 
um, you know, word of mouth through friends. Cause a lot of people like, if you're coming from China and you have one friend that lives here and like they've used us, like we'll get that business. Um, or they may know a broker in a different city and that broker in a different city will recommend us. So those are usually the three ways we get our international clientele. We don't like technically like outreach and advertise and put like SEO placements around things in like, you know, Beijing to try to get clients, but uh, we kind of reverse engineer SEO to, if somebody does search for a realtor here, that they're very likely to find us. Okay, cool. And um, what about your team? What are the different strengths that they bring to it? How many people are working with you? So I have nine agents total, including myself. Um, we do, I, I run my business a little bit more like a business. So everybody has to be full time. We count days off here. So if anybody takes off before 6.30 at night, that's considered uh, half day. So you work from nine to six, but not to 6.30. So that's a half day. On weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, it's nine to four. So if you take off at 3.30 for your kid's soccer game, that's a half day off, okay? Uh, we count days off. If you get too many days off, you get fired. Uh, your schedule and calendar is owned by my assistants to be able to do showings. Uh, we have a dress code. All men have to be in suits and ties. All women have to be in professional tires. If you don't wear a suit and tie, you get fired. Uh, so, you know, the guys that work here and the girls that work here are, are you know, we're super professional and the best of the best. Most people just think we're too intense, which is good. That's what we want. We want you to be intimidated because you know that you wouldn't be able to keep up with us. There's just no way. Um, I have an admin uh, side where I have four assistants, one assistant that just schedules showings for buyers, one assistant that just schedules showings for sellers, one assistant that preps listings, and one assistant that does uh, all of our contracts. Uh, we have a marketing arm as well, where we have uh, a CMO who's got two masters in digital advertising. We've got a, our own graphic designer. We've got a production company and we got a VR HDR guy. So we try to cover all facets of this to make this as smooth as possible. Um, and I kind of compare my business to the Yankees. We get the best talent and if somebody starts not doing their job. We'll just let them go and find somebody else. Um, and we do run a very tight ship here. Uh, we're not trying to hire as many people as we want. We have people who interview here or want to interview here all the time. I only hire on a need to hire basis. I can make a hell of a lot more money if I just took everybody on, but I want to be the best, not have the most people. So I believe, you know, you should have, uh, you know, less is more uh, quality over quantity. And unfortunately in real estate, the general pyramid scheme of our business is more of quantity rather than quality. Well, if your employees stay with you and you have a good retention, then I'd say that it's all worth it to work hard because they know that you're really good and that you appreciate them. Would you say that's the case? Yeah, I'd say most part. I mean, like we're going to have turnover just like anybody else, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and there are some people, you know, we do a two week trial. So if you interview with us, we do two weeks. Uh, you have to go through a series of interviews and if on the agent side, the sales side, uh, you have to go through a series of interviews. And if we approve you and you get along, uh, with everybody as well, uh, we then give you a two-week trial. And it's very rare people make it through that two-week trial on top of it because like, I'll just know right away. They'll know. You know, listen, you're going to be the best version of yourself that first week. If that first week you're showing, not showing up on time even, it's like, that's, let's see what, it's not happening. You know? right. So um, uh, when I say that we run something different than any other team I've ever met, it's like an understatement. It's probably mm -hmm. the most intense. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's tough because, you know, unlike every other city of people you probably interview on these, uh, if you get a listing, right, they put it on a lockbox, right? And people stroll in, I'll be there between 12 and 1, right? That's how 99.9% .9 of America's run, right? In Chicago, downtown, we have to be present for all showings. So if we have a showing on one of our listings, we have to be there. 
Now I carry over a hundred listings at any given time. Plus we got over 200 buyers at any given time. So it could be, you know, what is it? Uh, 1236 right now, I could get a short request at two o'clock. Guess what? You got to have your suit and tie on ready to go show a property because you can all of a sudden get a notification that you got a showing at two o'clock. You got to run the office, get keys and then run and show the property. So my guys are running around at all times. So when we say that we own your calendar, we do. It's a very intense and rigorous job. There, there's too much in this business where people talk about what well, we need balance and it's all about like, you know, having, uh, you know, that good energy of like understanding this work life balance and family time. Like we're the opposite here. Uh, and uh, that's the way we run the ship. So uh, it's the best way I could describe the team. Yeah, you do run a tight ship. I get that. Did your father or your grandfather, did they also run the business in a similar fashion? My father did. My grandfather was more just less. He had his license and did it part-time. He was a, a builder, um, uh, more or less, you know, so he just kind of did it on the side. And that was back in like the 50s and 60s. So real estate was a totally different ballgame then. Right. My father was always one as well to not just hire. Uh, he did selectively, but I think we kind of took it a little bit to like the next level on, on how, how I run it. Mm -hmm. Now I read online that you're an expert on branding. And so how do you brand your company? Uh, I think the way that we showcase ourselves and the way that we hold ourselves to a higher standards automatically brands us differently. Like even like the fact that everybody knows me in the city as a guy that wears blue suits and ties around the city all day long, they automatically know us. It's funny that when we go on listings, if the agent maybe isn't even aware and they see a guy in a suit and tie, they say, oh, you must work for literacy, right? Because nobody does that, you know? So like we're, we're automatically ahead of the curve, but we also spend a lot of time and spending a lot of money on making sure that the product that we give out is something different than what anybody else is doing. So like, you know, we were some of the first people to advertise on social media before social media became like big advertising marines, you know, like we're the first people to start doing video. I remember everybody used to make fun of me for doing video. They'd say, oh, where's your camera crew? blah, blah, blah. So we started doing like vlogs and stuff like that way before that was even a thing. This was back in like 2012 and 13. Okay. Uh, and you know, now look at everybody, everybody's got their phone. They're constantly trying to do videos and all this other stuff. So we just have a knack for kind of understanding where the future is going to go with technology and then taking advantage of it. And honestly, just putting a ton of money behind it, but making very cool and unique content that is not only beneficial for the consumer, but also makes us look good in the best natural light. Yeah. So I guess one of your strengths is you're visionary and you're ahead of the curve. What else would you say is one of your strengths in this business? Uh, I, I think it's my, my ability to foresee where the future is going to go in the business. Um, you know, when you talk to me and you talk to somebody else uh, about the market conditions, the fact that I know every stat of what's happening in the marketplace, where inventory levels are, what's happening with price changes, how many things are coming onto the marketplace, what's been happening in the market in the past, present and future, and then I have, I do video podcasts every single week. So like when I say, and then I'm like, okay, to show you that I knew what I was talking about here six months ago, where I said, watch out for this exact date for this to happen. And there's video proof behind it. It really separates me from the competition. And I'm like, well, you're going to interview John Smith who sold four homes, who has no idea what's happening is asking you more or less what's happening in this property. Whenever he said where, where it's going to go, like, who are you going to choose? I mean, at the end of the day, people want to go with somebody and, and, and today's day and age when they're super busy that knows exactly what they're doing and is able to be like, all right, make my life as easy as possible and just tell me the facts so that I can make my decision. And that's how we operate. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're very business and you, you know, just very business. Like I can see that. And I would imagine that that video podcast is very popular. Where can people find that? Oh, uh, they can find it on our YouTube page and their literacy social. 
Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, every week we put out a podcast and then uh, once a month we put out a different vlog. So um, like our latest vlog was talking about meet the team. Uh, it was like a fun version of, you know, different members of the team going around to a bar, just kind of being asked questions about what the team's like and stuff like that. When you're asking me what the team's like, watch that video and in 17 minutes, you'll know exactly uh, what it's like. And it gives you, we try to have some fun stuff, but also serious stuff so people can get a good idea of like, who we are. We don't, when we talk about marketing stuff like that, I, I think it's really cheesy to ask for people's business. I don't think I need to ask you like, Hey, use me, call me for your real estate needs. That's all everybody ever posts online. Like call me. I don't need you to call me because you should know I'm in real estate just from the way we, we act. Right. Like you see me post properties or you see me talk about real estate. So, you know, I sell real estate. So like, I don't need to ask <laughs> you to call me. Right. Cause you, you know, the, right. uh -huh. uh, so that's kind of like how we operate. And like when we, we put out content, you know, I don't need to tell people that I know what I'm talking about because our podcast show that we know what we're talking about, right? I don't need people to know like how our team operates because our blog shows how we operate. So we try to really give you like a good insight on that. So people aren't ever like really curious what we're about. They can just always just look at what we're about. All right. And especially if they can look back six months and you can show them, look, this is what I said was going to happen. And now it's happening. And so the, the proof is in the pudding there. Mm -hmm. So um, what are your goals coming up? Our goal is simple. Uh, it's to be the best in the world. Uh, so first is to take over the city, then the country, and then world domination. That's it. <laughs> okay, and I can quote you on that. We'll Absolutely. show. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and I know though you have a soft side because I read that you uh, are on the board of Make a Wish Foundation. So could you address that for a minute? Yeah, we're on the board of Make a Wish Foundation. Um, I, I actually just ruled off it. Um, okay. You know, um, you know, but I, I was on it for over 10 years. Well, that's uh, a big you know, commitment, I know. Yeah, we're really big on giving back. And uh, we were the top fundraiser for the um, for that for that board that we were on uh, for generating money for, you know, sick kids. And uh, I think it's important that if you're successful uh, to give back. Um, honestly, I rolled off it because I felt I needed to put my time into something else that's struggling, which is why I joined the Chicago Police Foundation Board. Oh, uh, Right now, um, I think crime is the biggest problem hurting the city. And I think we're at the point where we need people that aren't afraid to step up and have the tough conversations that we need to have to turn the city around, uh, which is why I took my uh, talent and fundraising abilities, unfortunately, away from an organization I think is great, but I need to focus on saving the city. And that's why I'm going towards that direction. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I'm not from your area, but I think the perception around the country, it's the biggest thing that would stop people from going there, the fear. It, it is. And unfortunately, it is It is a very real conversation as much as people don't understand it. It's, you know, when I have people selling their properties, they tell me that they're selling because they just don't feel safe walking around. Uh, or we're having people who don't want to buy a place downtown anymore or, or cancel their contracts because they're scared of what's going to happen. Um, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, and I don't think that we should have to live our lives in fear. And unfortunately, uh, the politicians in our city think you should. Uh, and I just, I just personally won't stand for it. I don't want to let people bully us. So unfortunately, a bully is going to have to stand up to a bully to kind of turn the city around. Well, I think you're the perfect man for that job. Yeah. Well, we're going so, to try to help. 
Yeah, yeah. And then after that, we'll send you to some of the other cities that need help. No, just kidding. Well, we could give advice to them on what we did that was successful. That's the goal. Yes, that's the goal. That sounds perfect. Well, I want to make sure that people who uh, heard this podcast today uh, can find you because you just might fit the bill for many people who are looking for a no-nonsense guy that knows the city that could help them either list or buy a property in downtown Chicago. So how would they reach you? Uh, they can reach us at mattliteracy.com. Uh, that's our website. Uh, or they could t- just take a look at Matt Literacy on, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, any, any social avenue, LinkedIn. Uh, always very easy to find us. Or, you know, just uh, shoot us an email. It's very easy. If you Google our name, our, our email pops right up. And uh, we're happy to reach out and do anything we can to help you out. Or, you know, whether it's, you know, giving advice and selling or buying or just simply having a real estate conversation. Well, thank you. You were very wise and you shared some great information today. Thank you for being on Icons of Real Estate. No problem. I really appreciate you having me on here. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.